0: Welcome to He Restores My Soul with Jannie Ortland and Heidi Howerton, where you can find encouragement for your busy life through God's renewing mercies.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to He Restores My Soul. Heidi Howerton
0: is finally here with… Yay! With Jannie Ortland. We're just both giggling because… I've missed Heidi so much. I know our listeners have to welcome back Heidi. Thank you,
1: Janie. I was just talking with you about how nice it is to be sitting across the table from you again. I've missed you and this time together.
0: Well, I wonder if our listeners uh, might be cur- curious about where you've been and why you haven't been able to record quite as often with me. Why don't you tell the world your news? <laughs> yes! So at the beginning of
1: January, Mike and I found out that we're expecting baby number four. Oh. So, so exciting. Yes, it is so exciting. And we were humbled and honored and thrilled. And um, but as some of our listeners probably experienced too, I suffer with really, really bad sickness in the first trimester. I have been so sick. Um And some days life has just seemed hard to do. So you've been so gracious with me as I've called you in tears, saying, Janny, I just can't podcast today. I don't feel well. Of course. Yes. Of
0: course. But for a wonderful reason. We're so grateful for this little baby growing within you. And I know our our listeners are excited as well. So I'm glad to be sitting across from your beautiful face and just being able to talk with you this week of new life, of Easter. Oh, my. We want to wish our listeners a, a blessed Easter. We pray that this is a very meaningful week for their families, for their children. And we thought that a question from one of our listeners might be a good springboard for our conversation today. Yes. I think this question is so
1: appropriate, especially as a lot of moms are thinking about Easter and what to do with their children. So should we just dive on in and I'll read it? Let's. Okay. Okay. Dear Janny, I am a mama of five beautiful children ages six months
0: through eight years old. Wait a minute. Did you hear that? (laughs) I was just thinking that's where we're going to be in a year. Six months through eight years old. Five kids. That's a lot. That's a busy mama. Yes. And a blessed mama, but a busy mom. Yes. Excuse me for interrupting. Go ahead. (laughs) I
1: forgive you. She says... I did not have a strong example of Christianity growing up, and teaching my children about the Lord does not come naturally. I want so desperately to teach and train my children to love and follow the Lord with their whole hearts, but I get overwhelmed with all the wonderful information available to me when I am still struggling to grow as a Christian myself. Do you have any words to share in responding to the overwhelm
0: that comes with trying to nurture our children? Oh, my. Who hasn't struggled with that mm-hmm. feeling of being overwhelmed, Heidi? I know I have. Mm-hmm. Um, you have felt overwhelmed
1: these last... Like two months, two and a half months, yes. I just was thinking about it the other day, maybe two weeks ago. I, I mentioned it to Mike. I said, I just don't feel like we're training the children in the Lord as we normally have been. Life has been so much in survival mode for our family these past two to three months, and I haven't been operating as normal. Um, And so I think that's a great question. How, How can we teach our children to love the Lord with their whole hearts? How do we do that throughout their entire lives? It's not just one moment or one month or one year. It's 16 years and 20 years and 25 years. It's a long journey the Lord has for us.
0: Really, until we say goodbye to them and head to heaven ourselves, I think Heidi, I still see that with my grown children. We're still interacting on how to do life. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you might want to speak into this. I know your life has been a little topsy-turvy with your feeling so poorly and feeling somewhat overwhelmed like this mama of who has more children than you right now. She has five. But how have you and Mike dealt with that? How have you dealt with it in your
1: own life? Yeah. I started with prayer and just saying, Lord, I don't feel like I'm teaching the children like I want to be. You know, Normally in the Howerton life, I will do devotions with the kids every morning, and we do different devotional books, and we pray together, and we talk together. And in this season, I feel like I can barely homeschool them some days. And so I've been feeling guilty about that. And I just I just took it to the Lord and said, Lord, what should I do? What do you think of this season? And I felt like him just put on my heart that he's a loving father and he delights in his children and he understands. And just that kind reminder of just talk about me during the day with your kids, Heidi. Talk about in this season when you can't do, when you don't have a lot of energy to research books and to do certain devotionals, just tell them what I'm teaching you or talk about life and when things are hard or when I see the children obeying to say, I see Jesus in your heart. Isn't that exciting? You know, He's with us every single day, every moment of the day as I take care of the kids. He's with me. And so there's different opportunities to talk about Him. And I've just felt Him say that that's enough for this season. And then another season will come, and I'll be able to pour into them more deeply. So I think the the main thing on my heart for our listeners is that life is full of different seasons. And some seasons, God gives us the time and capacity to research the different devotionals, to look at what are other moms doing with their kids and to be inspired. And other seasons are survival seasons, and we're just trying to get through the day. And God understands. What He cares about most is that our eyes are on Him, and our hearts are with Him, and we're trying to walk with Him faithfully during the day, however that looks. And He's such a kind dad. I mean, the kindest dad in the whole world. And He loves us so much. I'm so thankful for His kindness.
0: That's so good, Heidi. Yeah, He's not sitting on his throne with a scowl on his face and pointing his finger, saying, look, son, do you see that mother? Oh, man, we got to get <laughs> after her. Some discipline's got to come her way. It's just not the kind of father we belong to. I, I would like to encourage this listener to think about the guilt she's feeling mm-hmm. and to lay it out before the Lord and say, Lord, is this holy guilt— is this from you? Is this a conviction from the Holy Spirit? Or is it possibly made up in my own heart or from the enemy of my soul? Is he firing darts at me saying, you loser, you can't keep up, your kids aren't going to love God because you're such a bad example. So first of all, I I really agree with what you're saying, Heidi. Think about the different seasons Please give yourself a break. We belong to the Lord who restores your soul. He doesn't beat it up, He's a soul restorer. And the guilt that you feel, lay it out and say, Lord, is this of you? If it's of you, I will confess it as sin, and is this something that you had to take to the cross? As the nails were being nailed into your hands, was this one of the sins? Or is it just my own comparative spirit wanting to be as good as my best friend and with her kids? So differentiate between false guilt and conviction of the Holy Spirit. We have had uh, a family visiting us. Our youngest boy, Gavin, is a pastor in California. They have four young children. Ah, how fun. So your grandchildren have been in town? Yes. Yes, we had them for 12 days. It's been wonderful. They just left. And um, the children were ages seven, six, three, and nine months. One of them, the oldest, had his eighth birthday while he was here. So that's been great. But I just want to say... I want to ask all young mothers who have listened to forgive me for all the pontificating I have done about do this and do that and be this kind of mom when your kids are young, (laughs) because it's really easy to forget. (laughs) It's really easy if um, you're a grandma who just comes to see your kids once in a while. But while they were here, they were here for 12 days, I had the Three older children, the eight, six, and three year old, for five days, myself. Well, Ray was here, but he was working full time. And uh, I just forgot how how constant it is. And I want to say, I'm sorry for all those times I've said, do this, do that, and you felt guilt. Don't take Janny's guilt on you. Listen to the Lord. But it is hard. It's very hard work. It reminds me, I think I've mentioned that cartoon before of the little boy, he must be two or three, sitting on his daddy's lap, and they're looking at his mom and dad's wedding album, and he looks up at his dad and says, oh, so that's the day mommy came to work for us. Yes, I love that cartoon. I know. We feel like that as young moms, don't we? And I felt like that as an old grandmother caring for these three little ones. What I want to encourage this young mother of five who's written in this question, can you imagine her youngest is six months and her oldest is eight years? So that means that oldest might have been six when she got pregnant. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's crazy. She's got a lot on her plate. Mm -hmm. Lift those children up to the Lord. Realize that they are His gift to you they're not a prison sentence. They're they're his gift. He's given them to you and he's it's a sacred commission for you to raise them for him.
1: I was also you just reminded me as you were saying that Janie. I was going to encourage our listeners to to pray for their children. I always have to remember myself, God is sovereign over their hearts, and I can share the gospel with them, and that is wonderful and good, and that is sowing seeds, and that's what God calls me to do, and he smiles on that. But at the end of the day, our kids need God to touch their hearts, and we see God touch children's hearts who are not raised in a Christian home. And that gives me hope. So yes. just I remind myself, too, that God is sovereign over my kids. And so in some seasons, if I don't have the capacity to be that perfect Pinterest mom that's doing a million Easter devotionals, mm-hmm. to pray for them, God, touch Hannah's heart today. God, come touch James's heart. Be close to him. May he know who you are. Yes. And to trust in his sovereignty for over their lives and over their stories. But I want to well, hear- I
0: see- Oh, um, go ahead. I said, I want to hear what you did with your grandchildren while they were in town. Well, I'll tell you, but I'm noticing a pattern in what you're sharing today, Heidi, praying for yourself mm. and now praying for your kids. It's, it really is important. We have an advocate that we can go to constantly, moment by moment. We're never alone. I think that's such a good reminder, Heidi. Thank you. Well, what did I do with our our grandkids? I want to tell this question asker and our other listeners that I didn't have time to prepare a real fancy devotional I didn't even have much time to go online so I pulled out my favorite book of all time children's or grown-ups the Jesus Storybook Bible if you do not have one turn off this podcast right now and order one the Jesus Storybook Bible And what we did was we'd have dinner each night, Ray would be here, and he'd sit with the the kids and support me, and we'd bring out a little dessert. Maybe we had some chocolate Easter eggs one night. Another night, we had some ice cream. Another night, we had some cookies they had bought at the bakery when we were in downtown Franklin. And over that sweet, because we want them to learn that God's word is like honey, to their mouths. As honey is to their mouths, so is his word to their souls. That's what we wanted. We want his word to taste sweet to them. I read from the Jesus Storybook Bible, and I broke it up into four small sections, because the youngest little guy was only three. But they all listened. We talked about the pictures, and we worked on a Bible verse together from John 10, Twenty-seven, And they learned it for their parents. Their parents were so excited when they came back. Um, The Bible verse, see if if Mamie, what they call me, can remember it. Uh, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about how we're all sheep and what sheep are like. You can do this very easily with your children over dessert. You know, sheep don't have sharp teeth; they can't protect themselves. They can't run really fast. They um, don't have horns to butt off the wolf as he comes to get them. They're they're defenseless, really. They need a shepherd, and children are as well. We need Jesus as our shepherd. So we talked about that, and then we talked about the Easter story, how. People did terribly mean things to Jesus, and he accepted it for our sake. And we talked about his death on the cross and what it means for us. And then we got to talk about the resurrection and what that means for us. And it was wonderful when the light bulb went on in our—he just turned eight um, that the day before, little Isaiah's heart. And he said, Mamie, you know what? I said, what? I think Christmas is the funnest holiday because you get presents, but Easter is the happiest holiday because you get Jesus. And I thought, you really get Jesus both, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Yes, what a
1: beautiful example from an innocent child's heart.
0: Yes. The... funnest versus the happiest he realized i think what he was saying it's lasting joy he saw how happy the disciples were when they saw that jesus had come back from the dead and how we don't have to he's just coming into that age where he understands death a little bit more and we don't have to fear it he understood a little bit more about what earth life on earth is all about so i want to encourage this listener and all of our listeners with littles to do what you can. And Jesus will find that beautiful. Mark, we'll talk about this verse sometime, Heidi, won't we? One of my favorites, Mark 14, 8. She, she has a, done what, what she, she could. could. Yeah, that's so wonderful. Jesus found that beautiful. Mm-hmm. When, that, when Mary, we believe it was Mary, Mary, the sister of Martha, she has done what she could. And Jesus defended her. Jesus will defend you, young mom, when you feel guilty. Just do what you can and bring your kids to Him. And,
1: Janie, I also wanted to take a moment just to mention in this podcast, you know, as we announce our pregnancy and the joy with it, just to tell our sweet listeners that my heart is with you, that I know that some women struggle with infertility. And so that's on my mind as we were getting ready to share this. I even had a friend this week, Miss Carrie, and it's so hard. And so I just wanted my listeners to know, my listeners, our listeners, oh my, our listeners to know that I'm praying for you guys and I see you and I don't want it to sound in this podcast like Heidi's complaining and she's been so sick. Mike and I are overjoyed, and a little life is so worth it even though we, I've been so, so sick. And my heart is also with you women where the Lord is asking you to walk through that hard, hard trial as we talk about raising children and pregnancy, and I'm praying for you, and that God would just draw near and encourage you and give you hope.
0: Let's just pray for them right now, and then we'll come back to close up our podcast. Oh, Father, we lift up those listeners today who are longing for either their first baby or another baby. They've been struggling through infertility or several miscarriages. Oh, Lord, I know what that's like. And I pray, Father, for them. I pray that you would draw very near in comfort, in mercy. Father, speak gently to them. Lead them with kindness and cords of compassion, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, it's so important. As Heidi and I uh, look into these microphones and try to picture you, so many of you write us, we thank you for that. Many of you support us, we thank you for that. We want to identify with all of our listeners, not just a a certain uh, stream. (laughs) So we tell you we love you, we thank you for listening, and... Let's close this podcast. We're talking about Easter. We're talking about a question from a very busy mama of five, where we've mentioned your new baby forming within your womb, Heidi, and those who are longing for another baby. I think of a verse that Ray gave me a few weeks back when my soul was struggling And it's from Zephaniah 3.17. We often talk about how he will sing over us, but I love that middle phrase where it says, he will quiet you by his love. Very much to me, that's a mother figure kind of quieting, patting her little baby and saying, shh, it's okay, darling, don't cry. I, I picture God Wrapping each one of his daughters in his arms and quieting you by his love. May you snuggle in close to his heart under his wings and let him quiet you today with his love this Easter week. Happy Easter to you. May he restore your soul.
1: Happy Easter. Thank you for joining us today. This podcast is generously funded through Renewal Ministries. If you would like to discover more about Jannie and Ray's ministry or make a donation, visit their website at renewalministries.com. If you have a question for Jannie or would like to learn more about this podcast, please visit our website at herestoresmysoul.org.